managing expectations. So when the first came, they thought that they would receive more, but each of them also got the usual wage. How many times have we expected something and it didn't quite own up to our expectation? For instance, if you like watch a commercial for Disney and then you go on vacation to Disney, the two are very different. In the commercial, the kids come running out of the, the minivan and they're smiling and they hug Mickey and the mom and dad are happy. And in reality, they're like, thank God we made it here, right? <laughs> thank God we made it here. So the expectations that we have, we can sometimes set ourselves up for disappointment because we have put ourselves or put the expectation at such a level that's not based in reality. And so we do this on either the excited level or we also do it on the level of uh, fear, right? So if you've ever gotten an email from your boss that says we need to meet in the morning, I imagine that there's some fear that might come up and your expectation is, I'm getting fired, you know? Happens with Monsignor all the time. He sends me a text message, whew, and then he puts these three dots afterwards. He's like, food's in the fridge, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, what does that mean? What is, what is he saying to me? <laughs> Anyways, we've had conversations about that. Uh, but the expectation of what is being asked or what might happen can determine my level of excitement or my level of dread. And if I have that expectation and it's not rooted in reality, then I will find myself either confused because I expected something horrible and it was actually not so bad, or I expected something great and it wasn't as great as it was and I find myself disappointed. So this man, in this parable that Jesus gives today, he expected that he would get more because when he saw everybody else who came later in the day getting all the money, he's like, that means I'm going to get more. And he came away disappointed because he came away with the same amount. His expectation was based upon what he thought might happen, not upon the man with whom he had made the agreement, the landowner. If he had understood the landowner and the justice of the landowner, then he would know, and rooted in reality, he would expect that he would get the same amount. This is kind of similar to that story where Jesus says, go to the, high, go to the lowest place so that somebody might invite you to a higher place. For if you go to a high place, you expect yourself to be placed at a, the best seat in the table or in the best seat in the house, you may actually be humiliated because you'll be asked to go to a lower place. So Jesus is helping us understand expectation. But how does this play out in our life? What are the things that I expect that need to be rooted from me so that I can be living in the present moment? Because if I live in the present moment, then I know that God is providing for me in this moment as he has promised he would do. He says, I will never leave you abandoned. I will come to you. I will send the Spirit to you. John 14. I will send my Holy Spirit to you because I will not leave you abandoned. Well, if I'm living in the present moment and I know that the Holy Spirit is with me, then I can be confident that tomorrow 
guess who's going to be with me? Anybody. <laughs> Holy Spirit, well done, everybody. Thank you, yes. For 500 made-up points, good job. We, we, if we are living in the present moment and I know the grace of God is in my life, now how do I get to that point? I have to look at tangible ways that I have the presence of God with me. I have to look at something that I'm grateful for. And if I can come up with something that I'm grateful for, then I know that tomorrow, no matter the difficulty, I can be grateful for something tomorrow. But I have to find it in this moment. For if I do not, then I will be either disappointed or I will be greatly confused because my expectations were either too high or they were distorted. We have to manage our expectations. St. Paul says that we must take every thought captive. So sometimes when we think about tomorrow and we think about the work and we think about, I have to make a payment tomorrow and I don't have any cash or I don't have any money and I have to do this tomorrow and I don't have this thing, I'm starting to let go of my, I'm not taking hold of every thought, I'm letting them begin to run. And that running runs my life. And I start to live with anxiety and fear and trepidation rather than living in the moment. What do I have here? And when it comes to our, our daily life, our society, what is our expectation as a society and personally for November 3rd? What is your expectation? Is it that one of the two men who are up for election to be the savior of this, of this country? Is that the expectation? Because if it is, or is it that they're both tyrants? Or one of them is a tyrant, and one of them's gonna ru ruin this nation, one of them's gonna make this nation amazing, and the other one's gonna destroy it. What's it gonna be? Our expectations, they need to be managed. Because frankly, both men are human beings. Did you guys know that? Yeah? Wow. Did you know that you're a human being too? Now you make mistakes? Yeah. That we're all flawed. Except for one. Jesus Christ. Amen? There's nothing wrong with this man. He is perfect in every way. And he is a king. In the Gospel of Luke, he says, it is the Father's pleasure, it is the Father's desire to give you the kingdom. He wants to give you a kingdom, one in which the kingdom of peace comes. And we pray for this in the Our Father all the time. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not your kingdom come, your will be done when I get there. No, on earth. The kingdom of God be belongs to you. Jesus Christ is the king. He's the king, which means that it doesn't matter the ruler of our nation. We do our civil duty. Do not get this wrong and say, Father doesn't care about this, okay? You can write to the bishop all you want. I do care, and you, have, you must vote. It is our obligation. But if our, our expectation is that one over the other will save this nation, will be the savior, our expectation needs to be managed because our understanding is earthly and not heavenly. That if I understand that Jesus Christ 
is the Lord and King of my personal life. Look, this all begins right here. It doesn't begin out there. Do you hear that? It begins right here in your soul. That's why he comes into you. He comes into you in the form of, in the form of bread so that from within your soul, from within your body, he can begin to transform. He can begin to transform our mindsets so that I begin to release myself from this world to begin to rely solely upon him. But in order to do that, I have to ask for that shift. I have to ask for that shift. Lord, I want to see this world as you see it. I want to be as you are. And when I do, I find freedom. I find freedom so that I can go to Disney and I can have a wonderful time, not picture perfect, but wonderful. That I can have conversations with family members at Thanksgiving when it's crazy and I can be at peace. That I can go to my job with a boss who doesn't like me and coworkers who I find very difficult and I can live and work in peace. That I can know that at the end of the week, Somebody's going to ask me for money because I owe them money and I may not have that money at this moment, but I can live in peace. You see, when Jesus Christ takes over our heart, our soul, the very depths of us, then the world around us and the darkness that tries to come upon us, it is blinded by the light of Jesus Christ. And so whether we go in and, and the person we want gets elected or not matters not because I live in peace because my king rules within me the kingdom that he has brought to me. That was good. I should write that down. <laughs> the king rules within me the kingdom that he has brought to me. And it's a kingdom of peace. No anxiety, no fear, no trepidation, just peace. Because it's who he is. And he loves you too much to let you continue to live in anxiety. But we must help him manage our expectations. And we can give him that permission. Jesus, I give you permission to manage my expectations. That when I, when I walk in fear, because of what I think might happen, I give you permission to live in reality of what is happening. And when I live in overexcitement or overzeal of what might happen, I give you permission to help me live in reality, to know that you are king of every situation, particularly the present moment. Jesus, I love you, I praise you, I adore you. I give you my life. And I make all of this through Mary's Immaculate Heart. And in your most holy name, I pray. Amen.